the Tea Health Show, the medical lifestyle show. Good morning. I'm Dr. Mark Opperman, and this is the Tea Health Show. Um, if you want to learn more about what we do, visit our website, www.theteaclinic.com. In studio today, I have my, my right hand and uh, a registered nurse, Sister Elise van Aert. Elise, good morning. Morning. Um, our new producer, Simpiwe Mtetwa. Simpiwe, it's great to have you with us in the studio again. Welcome, Simpiwe. And Hi, um, <coughs> then we have a special guest. Um, specialist educational consultant and neurotherapist um, and part of a tea clinic, Yvonne van Beek. Yvonne, good morning. Good morning, team. So um, today we are talking about something that has caused um, quite a stir outside the studio and off air already. And it's understanding the language of sex. So I'm, I said to you, I'm going to throw a little bone at you. Um, how do we communicate when we get born or when we are deaf and dumb, um, mute? How do we communicate? I'll go first on that one, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we start through body language. Okay. We start through signals. And a lot of it is, even once we can communicate verbally, we are very much based on um, the nonverbal signals. Absolutely. Some of us more sensitive to that than others are, and that that comes with experience, but also your genetic makeup. But it's the nonverbal signals that tell us if the words match what we're reading in someone. And that's where we get our true definition or that gut feeling if someone is telling us the truth. So, Simpiwe, how did this change for you with COVID when we started wearing masks? Um, yeah. You couldn't see what the person was like. Social cues were kind of missed. Gone. Yes. Um, okay. And, you know, when someone's like making a sarcastic joke, uh, you can really see if they, they being meanful or if it's, if they're lying because the mask covers up most of their face and not a lot of people are good at reading the eyes and they don't know if people are lying or telling the truth. So you're kind of just walking in blind. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> throw one at Sister Elise. Elise, you know that in the office I ask patients to lower their masks because I lip read. Um, I can't hear that well anymore. So, um, for me, if I can't see what someone is saying, um, I find it very difficult to follow a conversation. Sorry, can I interrupt there? And that's why it's so difficult to understand people because except besides the mask, we all learn social distancing. So what does our body say? Don't come close to me. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, That's an interesting one. I, I didn't think about that. Okay, so this brings us to that topic. Let's talk Sexual silence Let's talk about sex baby (laughs) (laughs) It is that Because um, And and this is something that Was sparked By the conversation Elise that you and I had Last week on a woman's Journey to orgasm Um, Yvonne I don't know Whether you know the statistic Um, I was I, I did listen and I was horrified The 
the biggest, one of the biggest contributing factors to sexual dysfunction in women over the age of 40 is a partner with sexual dysfunction. A guy that has erectile problems, whether it's either getting an erection, maintaining an erection, or with a low libido caused by various factors. Immediately, there is the go-to, am I good enough? Am I moving in the right way? Am I not sexual enough? Am I not doing the right thing? Or the simple one, He's fucking someone else. Mm. And immediately that causes a disconnect in relationships. And that's what I deal with on a daily basis in my practice. And what I realized was that people do not have the means of talking about sex. Never mind understanding what someone else is saying. They don't have their own vernacular um, to talk about their own bodies. And this is why I wanted to get into this topic. So, Elise, take it away. Okay, I've, I will start with this statement that um, we all grew up in sexual silence because um, you learned that pleasure is associated with guilt and shame. Absolutely. And no communication was ever open about it. So what is the answer to this thing? We we teach ourselves. We need to learn about ourselves. Absolutely, I agree. And um it, it the responsibility is still on your own shoulders. Don't expect anybody else to teach you in life what is good for you or what is not good for you. Well, you know, but I, 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 I want to actually take that further. Not, don't expect someone else to teach you, but you know, it, uh, accept what is good. Acknowledge, uh, and this is one of the topics that you know what we had this very heated debate about outside. Um, Yvonne made a, a very interesting statement and said that she wants to turn the, the conversation on its head. Yvonne, actually, turn it on its head. Ask that question. So my, my question is, how, what solution are we offering? We've, we've acknowledged from what Elise is saying that communication was very limited when we were young. We were given very little information. We now acknowledge uh, what we're experiencing in the practice is there are a lot of patients coming in saying, let's try hormone treatment because it might be that. Let's, let's attempt this. Let's attempt that. And some of them are not finding the solution. Most of them are in hormone treatment, but some are not. And what solution do we offer as a practice? Because we, we are multidisciplinary at T-Clinic. What solution do we offer them? To find that sexual being again To get sex back in their relationship To get the intimacy The fun The the part that formed the honeymoon feeling When you first started dating someone That that butterflies in the stomach Because you know you were going to see them And what experience was I going to have You know the excitement How do we rekindle that And we may not be able to get back To a honeymoon phase with Two, three children and the husband sometimes behaving like one of your children. But 
we both partners in a marriage even if you're not in a marriage you deserve to have that First of all, it's stress release. Stress, uh, stress release from sex is massive. So if you want to relieve anxiety, even if it's on your own, massive stress release. You've got you've got the dopamine flowing and epinephrine. I, it's amazing. All of those. Yeah. All the, all the feel okay, good things. I can answer things. your question, actually. What we yeah, offer please. at the tea clinic is to get people to be um, physically Emotionally, hormonally, and energetically healthy again. Absolutely. And then related to their sexual selves. So, so there's these solutions at T Clinic, but again, as Mark said, you've got to take responsibility for yourself. Exactly. Come into the come into the practice or go to whoever you want to go to for help and find the solution that fits where you are stuck. So you've got to individualize these solutions as well. But you mustn't wait for somebody to tell you this is your where you are stuck. Absolutely. This, you need to realize that you are in a rut and how to get out of there. Usually it's not, you don't know yourself. You don't know what is your triggers. And um, in the sexual psychology, they talk about your erotic blueprint. So what turns you on? What is nice for you to do? How does it work? Elise. I think we need to take that, that erotic blueprint, way back. You know what? When, Yvonne, you're a specialist in uh, child function and executive function mm-hmm. all the way through autism into a higher function in business coaching. Um, when do children start... Um, Experimenting with their own bodies Because Elise, I think This is the message That I want This is the message that I personally want to bring about Is parents Teach your children A healthy Attitude To sex Because this, uh, In last week's program um, You know what We touched on the fact that in so many cultures and religions, sex is being vilified as something that if it's not done for the purpose of uh, procreation, it is sinful. Um, there are four species that we know of that engage in Sex for pleasure. Dolphins. Mm. And they are regarded as some of the most intelligent creatures on earth. Right. Our very close cousins, bonobos. Mm. And if we look at what happens in a bonobo society, unlike chimpanzees, it's a matriarchal society, which means it's ruled by women and it's ruled through sex, not violence. So they will have sex to affirm bonds, to pacify, to reward. We're with us as humans who are one of a few species that can have sex out of an estrel cycle 
where we can have sex whenever we want for whatever reason. It is being, you can't use sex as pleasure. That's what, what we were taught. It was very interesting. Um, Elise, you and I were standing yesterday and we were speaking with Ali where, um, Alice is, is the receptionist in our, in our clinic. And, uh, Ali mentioned that, um, she was in church on Sunday and the pastor was preaching about family. And um, he said the women stop having headaches. Uh, a man has needs. Oh, fuck. You know, it, uh, women have needs as well, which Absolutely. are so much overlooked. And because they don't have an ability or uh, the language to communicate this to themselves, first of all, they can't communicate to their partners, and I think this is where where uh, women are are seen as this is a duty. Um, so, Elise, let's explore this blueprint. Where do we start with these young individuals, whether they're in relationships or not? Okay, I think. Um it is to find these five blueprints that you as an individual as different sections of it is you are more prone to this type of blueprint and less to this in percentage wise that I'm talking about okay the first one is energetic now in an energetic blueprint means um, you are turned on by um, sensitive sensitivity massages or sexual touch or whatever Um, and then uh, it's more about the foreplay than the act itself okay then you've got your for uh, you know what and and i'm going to say this i always um said i get my rocks off when i get someone to want to rip my clothes off the act for me is okay um for me it was in that was the chase the hunt is is that the energy part? That's the energy part. But, okay. But before you do that, one needs to understand who, what, what is your sexual blueprint. Because in the end, it needs to be a journey, not an end of something when you reach an orgasm. Um, you, you, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. Uh, Sabiwi, can you remember what Elise said earlier? She said orgasm is the start for, uh, is foreplay for the next one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I said to her, uh, you know what? We need to rest in between (laughs) (laughs) Then you get your Sensual erotic blueprint And um, this is more um, More your senses That is engaged Like taste, smell, yeah Um, What what other senses are there? Taste, smell, yeah Um, Touch and your sight. Yeah. That's your essential part. That turns, so if that's your blueprint, and maybe this is where your voyeurism comes in. No, absolutely. With, uh, uh, you know what? Guys get part. turned on specifically by watching. Correct. That's uh, why porn is so popular. Uh, absolutely. But. Isn't that also like an issue when you watch too much porn? Or like. It oh, wait, can. That's a whole nother episode. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know what? Um, let's, let's okay. face it. And, you know, here I'm going to talk. Talk uh, from a uh, a gay guy perspective. Mm-hmm. 
The porn that we started watching about 10, 15 years ago was so, um, I want to say... B-rated movie. No, it was just, um, it was group I, I've scenes, etc., etc., etc. And, you know, it, uh, I've, never, I, I've had porn star sex maybe twice in my life. One time I told Elise about it. But, you know, it, it's so unattainable that, um, yes, it, it, it gives us uh, a, a false sense of what it should be like. Um, and with porn being so freely available mm-hmm. and is now mainstream on TV, where uh, at least we laughed about this last week, where a couple achieve a simultaneous orgasm standing up, uh, you know, but within 30 seconds. Uh, Ridiculous. That, that does not happen. Hmm. So, um, yeah, porn can be visual, but it can be very destructive. But it's also a learning tool to find your erotic blueprint. Yeah. If you'll watch porn. Yeah. Would you recommend watching it with your partner? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the question behind that is, does it work for you? Are you, as as Elise said, one of these sensual people? Is that your blueprint? Because if you are a tactile person and your partner makes you sit and watch porn, it's probably not going to work for you. Turn your back to the TV and look, sit on him or her or whatever. Find what works for you while they're watching <laughs> porn. Absolutely. The no, point- Elise, because if you turn your back to the TV, you're in front of my line of sight. So what, well. what you do on what is you're doing. What you do is you turn diagonally. So, um, uh, you know, it, and there's, there's for me, it's it, 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 what I'm trying for to me, get across. For me, yeah? if we do that, I said, watch me quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to get across here is find what works for you. Absolutely. In a safe space. In absolutely. Okay. Take the risk in your safe space. Okay. So the sensual person can really be stuck in their head, which is a big problem. Mm. They don't action the next step. Right. So if you do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like taste, smell, um, touch. They don't take the act a little bit further if they don't have a partner that moves them along. Wait, so can we like picture this? So they say if your partner is giving you a body massage, right? Yep. You are the one who is all about the senses and whatnot, so you won't necessarily want to do anything next level. Yes. But if your partner kind of starts, you know, finessing the body and starts doing other things, it would then help tuning the body. Yes, yes. to to get it to a point of let's do the deed. Okay, is that what you say? Yeah, but okay. remember, sex is only an act. Okay. Intercourse is the act. What about the journey to get there? Well, I, I actually disagree with you. I, I think intercourse is a very small part of sex. It depends on your erotic blueprint. Explain. It, it, you are an energetic person. You like yeah. the hunt, the chase. Yeah. Then the next erotic blueprint is sexual. It's all about the act. Let me bend you Did over it? the counter and let's do it. Yeah, Not let's go there. So quickly. 
that's most men so I, are like that. So I think we've established that's not your blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I always make the joke of the definition of indecent. Yes. What's the definition of indecent? Tell us. If it's in deep, long, and hard, it's indecent. So, you know what, for me, it's that. I need to process that. <laughs> but but it, it, it's that. You know what, for me, um, again, understanding the language of sex exactly. um, is... Being able to communicate, having the skill mm. or at least the words or the body language to communicate to my partner, my partners, um, you know, what at that moment is good for me. Mm. Um, because only if it's good for me can I make it good for them and Elise, this is something that uh, you and Yvonne discussed. That um, it's it's and this is where I disagree with you. Um, you guys said that for men, it's all about pleasing their partners, and in my mind, it was um, from what I see in my practice or my conception of what I see. It's a, it was not about pleasing their partners. It was that self gratification of. Um, and, and, and if that's my perception, let's, I think there must be, be other let's people. Let's be open and honest about this. That perception as well. The male and the female part, let's talk about heterosexual couple. The one thing fits into the other thing. It's yeah. about a little bit soft domination. I have her where I want her, I've pinned her down. And that's where men think that pleases a woman. I don't necessarily agree with that. I I I, I agree with some people. That's that's true. Correct. But I think with with feminism and with women being given so much more power, and men to a certain extent being emasculated so much, I think the hunt has become very real for women. Women have decided to take control of that, whether in a relationship or not. And oftentimes, they, I mean, there, there's platforms where women only initiate Bumble or whatever it's called. Only women can initiate the, the relationship, the, the connection. Women I have actually, become the hunt. I actually wish more women, and this is one of the things that I would like to, to, Get through this or encourage through this conversation is that there are more women that um, acknowledge that you know what I'm sexual. Um, mm. I have certain needs. I have certain wants. But Mark, I have certain gotta, expectations. You've got to go back to how we've been raised, which is what Elise said. Yes. And, and we I, couldn't I talk about it. And if you were sexually active, specifically if you didn't have a long-term partner or a marriage, you were a slut. Yes. And that's, the, and that's what I want to, to 
actually get women to understand um, or more people to understand. Yeah, and I agree um, with you. If we on communicate that. this effectively, you know, it, it starts with communicating this to yourself and accepting that fact and stuff the rest. And that's where I want to differ from you. Because you are in your community where women is now more empowered. Mm. In the greater world out there, and I'm talking about South Africa, and I'm talking about conservative communities, it's not the trend. Absolutely. So yeah. that's where I differ from you. I think there's a there's a massive scope. You know, we've still we've still got scope where religions have got absolutely. women absolutely oppressed, not leaving the house. And that brings me historically to we had to get married before we had our first sexual encounter. Yes. Nowadays we get married and we have to stop having sexual encounters because you're committed to this relationship. Absolutely. It's, it's very interesting. I don't know if I've mentioned this, this fact. Um, if we look at the percentage of people with sexual dysfunction in partnered couples, the incidence of sexual dysfunction is as high as 30%. It's, it's about not and knowing yourself. In, in signal, uh, signal, in single um, individuals, sexual dysfunction is less than 8%. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's putting two people together, not communicating and not Accepting and acknowledging the other partner and their likes and needs that causes dysfunction, not only on a sexual basis, but dysfunction in relationships. Sims? Um, I have a question. Um, and I'm hearing you guys speak and I'm thinking of like the community that I come from. And, um, as a black woman, I'm Zulu. And in, in that culture, the, the men are very Patriarchal, and so you come in basically. You just here to do X, Y, Z, and you know men are very dominant in in just how they move and act. And so now, even if I had to get married, and they say I marry a Zulu man who's who's very patriarchal, for me to be like, hey, let's try, you know, anal today, or let's do this. That's a big thing. That's like, how dare you talk to me about that? How dare you try and, and, and change the way I do things? If he's a choker and I'm not into that, that's how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's also part of the, the reality of yeah. like, you might communicate, but what happens if your partner is just very, you know, I'm set in my ways and this is how we're going to do things. There's, there's a massive disjoint in different religions, different cultures. And I think Elise is, has hit the nail on the head, which is we can only evaluate it from our point of view. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have experience in other cultures. I have knowledge of it, but I don't have experience in it. It comes back to taking responsibility. So, if not with your partner, but you choose to remain in that relationship for whatever reason, religious or cultural, there is still time on your own. There is still a blueprint that exists. If you deny it, you will get more and more unhappy. If you want to be happy in or out of a relationship, figure out what works for you. And if that needs to be on your own time, so be it. I, I, I love that. So... I want to ask Sims, how do we change 
that mindset of a young Zulu woman that's been brought up in a patriarchal society where, um, hey, it's it's not accepted in my culture to Choke say somebody. <laughs> We had to go back there <laughs> to 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 um, su- even suggest. Never mind, insist on let's change the norm because I want something different. How do how how are we going to change that? Sure, that's a loaded question. I don't know if no, I... No, it's not a loaded question. This is, <laughs> I this think is it's an unfair question. Because I don't, I don't I feel, have the answer to yeah. that. Um, I know how I was brought up. I was brought up in a Christian household. And I'm, I'm basically the prodigal daughter in how I, I live my life. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where... I'm more open-minded, but best believe my grand is not like that. And it's, it's yes. And there's a whole lot of her around my community. But I'm sure some of your siblings also want to be like Ran. It doesn't yes. say yeah they need to change. If they want it that way, then they want it that way. It's all about choice, personal yeah. choice. It's choice is is personal choice not being. I almost want to say um, swept under the rug because we don't get the opportunity to learn that there's something else. Exactly a learned experience. Your life, your life is a learned experience. So how, you know, and this is where I come back to what we are seeing on TV, in movies, what we see on our phones, um, that the experiences, um, the porn out there, um, are so disconnected from the truth, uh, from the real experience, that, um, you know what... Um, it's just a picture, Mark. It's a picture, but it's a picture that young kids uh, get to associate with an act. I think we can also, we can defend that, but it's been a problem for a very long time. Your magazine covers with these super thin women and perfect skin that have been airbrushed and photoshopped. It's not a new problem at all. But I think the important part is finding and going back to Elisa's blueprint, finding yourself. Yeah. And stop comparing you stop comparing yourself to the porn star. Stop comparing yourself to the Revlon girl. We are not them. I I find you know what Yvonne, but we've been saying this to women um, and men for such a long time. And yet this is still being perpetuated. If we see what's happening on runways, if we see what's happening on TikTok, Instagram, what, you know, I, I don't like social media for various reasons, but one of them, and I hate selfies because, um, they don't give a true reflection of the person. So, you know what, you, you, you see someone else with, um, or a photo of someone else that's been altered, uh, so that it looks 
perfect. Um, and you know what? Those are people that we see as role models um, or what we want to be. The Kardashians, you know what? Everything that they, those people do are scripted. Mm. The moment that you deviate slightly from the script or have a personal uh, opinion or take a personal stance, you know, it's society comes down on you like a ton of bricks. And here we're sitting uh, a couple of days after what happened um, uh, with um, media um, that's completely misconstrued and taken out of context because someone decided I'm going to show only a very, very small part of context. Yeah. Um, so the big picture was not seen. So, you know, it, I can manipulate um, and make you understand my point of view by only showing you one single word. Mark, I str- how do we change that? I struggle. I struggle to relate to a lot of what you're saying because, as a person from very very young, I grew up also in a Christian based family, very, very strict moral ethics and German household, so it was black or white, there was no grey area. But I am rebellious by nature. And I think in today's society the rebellious nature is what moves us forward. Yes, and I would I hope more people rebel. So, so you know, when it comes to the magazines, would I like to look like that? Yes. Am I willing to put the effort in or endanger my organs to be that thin? No. Rebellious nature in me says, what is my highest value? What's important to me? What's important to me is the 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 internal happiness. Am I feeling fulfilled as a human being? Am I of service to people around me? Those are my values. And that is what you need to work towards. So for a person who maybe has a very low self-image and wants to look like the magazine person, their highest value is looking good. They're willing to do that. They're willing to starve themselves or work out for eight hours a day. That's their personal choice again. But we come back to within that personal choice, we've got to learn about ourselves. Mm. What is our blueprint? Okay. Elise, I'm dying to figure out what I am because you okay, said because the energy. I think we go off topic a little bit. So we, we've had the three. We've had yeah, we energy, have energy, we have sensual, sensual and, and sexual. Now, recap sexual, just quick sexual one word. Sexual is all about the Deed. final act. Yeah. Final act. Orgasm or intercourse? No, intercourse. Intercourse. Yes. Okay. What's the others? All right. Then we get the kinky side, the kinky blueprint. And, and this is where. <laughs> Some Pee-Wee's face just the choking, up. You know, what, what, <laughs> you know what? What I see around me is the, the misconception that people has about kinky. They think it's all about um, the taboo, the total taboo of fetishes. Um, I like to put my foot in your mouth. Um, that's also kinky, but it's also a fetish. Um, and it, it's about um, maybe anal and vaginal um, penetration at the same time. That's your hardcore kinky. Really? <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about this later. In private, apparently. <laughs> um, then you Sorry. get your soft kinky, and that's playing around with... Toys. Toys, but not not 
um, penetrative, penetrative toys. How do you say that? Word? Nipple clamps. No, that's oh. hardcore. So, like okay. what? Being tied up. Soft tying up. Okay. Feathers. Maybe um, ice. Fake pulls. Why sliding fake down your body um, because you can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> But at least isn't and pulls change its color when it comes into different contact with different liquids. Is that the answer you wanted? Oh, well, Elise would like her pearls to stay white. <laughs> no. So Elise, is that not really just the next level of the energetic, which is touch? It's 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 also essential, but now you're it's using the It's closely related, but you can be like 40% kinky, but 30% energetic, okay. or the other way around. So you're a percentage of them. You're not you're just in one category. So what, what the higher percentage... that changes as we, as we, we grow, grow up and get older. Exactly. Or your partner. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then um, the last one is the shapeshifter, and I want to be that person. So you can move? be all of them. Wait, you what? move between all oh. of those. I think yeah, I, I like mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And that person is the person that can get into any situation, but the down part of it is they, they are the people pleaser or the person or the partner pleaser. They want to, if you are kinky, um, simply where then they will be kinky with you, so they don't know their own identity. Actually, they shift around and and do what is what the partner or, or be, the situation. It must requires. be quite difficult to be partners with someone like that, exactly, because you don't know what to do mm-hmm. on that given day to arouse that person. But you know, this is this brings us back to the topic: how do I communicate? That effectively What is the language That I use To make this Understandable How I'm feeling today What I want today This is what I want to to How I would like to empower to people the situation You said scripting is a problem You need yes. to set the stage You need to direct your Film so that you want instead of putting rose petals from the front door, I'm going to start leaving. Um, but, well, let them slide to your room. <laughs> I feel like we're heading towards. You know, you know, you need a safe word. So, so your your safe word is you're crossing a line. That's communication, right? You're crossing a line. I'm not comfortable with this. So you you have a safe word. Ox balls. Uh, custard. <laughs> <laughs> But you have your so, You know what? Um, custard, you know, it isn't as sticky as most other stuff. So, you know, it, it can be but used quite effectively. <laughs> what I'm trying Don't to get try across. Don't try to use enos. <laughs> what I'm trying to get across is if we have a safe word to say, this is going too far, shouldn't we have a safe word to say, maybe it's time to start? For me, I find this. Then it sounds like, let's do it. You don't want that. No, but I, I... You want to... Let's get to that. You for know, me, that's body language. I'm still getting to spontaneity because <laughs> I'm, I'm... I feel like we've left that whole chapter out. So for me, for me uh, a, a very interesting thing is that... Uh, for me, in... in, in uh, and I'm talking about 
my experience with gay sex is that the so-called bottom is actually the person that's in control. And, you know, but it's done through body language. If you have a good sexual partner and if you have a good sexual relationship, it's the person on the receiving end of that specific action, whether it's tickling or whether it's having your are slapped it's the person on the receiving side that's communicating and if that communication is effective and understood by the partner oh my god it's what an experience but you see the the flip side of that is and and that i i think that is a wonderful scenario but the flip side of that is what if you are like simps in a Relationship where you as the woman have very little opinion or say in this. Well, my question around that is how do we change that communication so that it becomes a effective one, whether it's through body language? Um, I think the current form of communication in situations where a woman has, or a man, has very little say in the sexual act is that there is no next one. Or it's a very long time before the next one, or there is resistance towards sex in future. Okay, that is the so current form of communication. Yvonne, we spoke earlier about the tri brain, the triune brain. Yes. Okay. So explain that. So the the triune brain we've spoken about it in in one of the other shows is your. It's basically your survival brain, which is your initial fight or flight. As that signal comes into your brain, it's a, am I safe? Am I not safe? Then we get into the emotional brain where the experience has a memory for you, which is where your senses come in, at least where you have the smells and the touch and the taste and, and the visuals. Um, and that, it, it, and that can make it either good or bad. Good or bad. These, yeah. these all go both ways. It can either be a good memory or a bad memory. Yeah. Um, and only once you get through those two brains do you get to the thinking brain, the cognitive brain, where we can be quite conscious about the messages we send, quite conscious about the blueprint we have and how we communicate that, quite conscious about if this act is not going where I was hoping it would go, how do I then communicate to do it differently? So there's three brains involved, but as we were talking about the the partner who maybe doesn't have as much say in, yes, this feels good, let's keep doing this, you would actually form a sense of not feeling safe. And in the next sexual experience, it goes to the to the first brain, the survival brain, and that is where your fight or flight comes in and you would have resistance to sex because last time it wasn't pleasant. So why would I want to do it again? And that is where you start getting this disjoint that we, I've heard, I've had so many couples I've, I've worked with, um, specifically the woman coming to me and saying, I am a sexual person, but I just don't want it anymore. You know, I'm a mother of two. My husband seems like he's my, my firstborn child. He's such hard work. And I just, I don't want it anymore. I don't, I don't know why I don't feel sexual. Elise, you you had um, uh, something on this when we spoke earlier um, where you mentioned basically what Yvonne just said. Yeah, and, and I think that is very important <coughs> is that 
um, we need to recognize that that's the natural progression of life is for a woman to have children for procreation or for the world to go on and then to separate yourself from that role and being the whore that your husband wants you to be or that you want or to be or that you want you to want to be is a very difficult process and just sorry to just pause there elise what's really important here i want to reiterate and it comes up every single time i I work with women in these situations it's okay to pay attention to yourself yeah you can still be a good mother yes you will still be a good wife in fact you'll probably be better at those two roles but fill your own cup feed your own soul and find this person Reinvent them if you have to Because times have moved on Things have changed But as Elise said You know This this person Is the important part This this Whether it's a woman or a man Because The roles change for men as well But yes That's Absolutely. exactly where the I want to get to The role change for men the, as well The role changed for men um, A man is the hunter He hunted And now he's got his um, Little folky And then um, They get married and then suddenly he is now there. I'm the provider. I can't show her or my children that I am vulnerable and have these needs as well. Yes, and Elise, it's it's this the natural progression as we get older is that from an alpha male with Access to the most females because of grows older and the natural progression is then you be become secondary to the next stronger figure and sometimes secondary to the children in the house if they are children and and how does he get his attention then? He acts like a child because that's what happens. Sticky <laughs> wheel gets the most yes, attention. Exactly. So, so for me, and this is again where effective communication comes in. The biggest, one of the most con- uh, contributing factors to sexual dysfunction is a breakdown in communication because there's a problem with one of the other parties, a woman that start having pain. Um, and is not communicating that, you know what, my love, um, this position is becoming uncomfortable. No, don't um, say it. Just move away. Yeah, but yes. So now, at least if you do that with me, I'm going to think, okay, fine. Uh, I did something wrong. If I can't communicate with but you. in the act, you can't communicate. Of because course you then, can. Uh, no, but there's different ways to communicate. I mean... It, you need to understand your partner as well. Yes, but what is, is what is happening when with him? things in partners change, whether it's physical or emotional, if this is not communicated effectively, either during or after or before a session, that's where where things go wrong. How often do we see in the practice um, people coming in as individuals? When they come in, and Elise, uh, this for me is the most brilliant part of what we do. When a, a, a partners come in together, 
and sit in the same consultation and you and I explain to them that what they're going through, either uh, erectile difficulties or erectile dysfunction, or for women, low libido or um, something like a vaginism that causes pain. If we explain this to these people and they understand that, and we then start treating these these people as a, um, a unit, um, you know what, they flourish. The relationship deepens. It gets stronger. Uh, you know, but, but that happens through communication. Sims? Um, I'm just thinking of like the times I've just spoken to my guy friends and they've said that like a woman that's vocal during the act, you know, someone who would be like, okay, too fast, too slow, don't do this, don't do that. So when Dr. Mark brought up that if it's painful, you know, you should let him know to be like, Stop right there You were like No don't do that And I just found that Very interesting No no I'm not saying Don't do that I'm saying Don't have An official conversation Okay That's what I mean Don't stop Let the flame go out While we we talk about it Exactly That's exactly what I meant You know I mean And if you have a Partner that is tuned to you, mm-hmm. they will understand when you say, Oh, oh, no. So, what, what do I do, Elise? How do we communicate effectively if I'm a single person and I'm having a one night stand? Then, because this is also part of communicating effectively. Yes, Sims, what do you want to say? But isn't that then the perfect moment? Well, if you are single and you're living that life To A, really know yourself Yes And then B, like to, to communicate in that act Because you don't have time to be like Oh, we'll talk about to, this later You, know, you need to be like, uh-uh, boy You need to Absolutely me over Please listen <laughs> Listen to what you've just said And, you know, but that's what this is about Actually, say that Feel free to say that, Yvonne, for me, this is where the executive functioning comes but in. But Mark, just to, we started the show and you said to me, how do people communicate? What is communication? And it's not always verbal. No. No. Very seldom verbal yeah. In, yeah. A, in a sexual situation. Yes. But let's, let's look at vocal versus verbal. Just the moans. If you're getting it right and you have that satisfied moan, you're going to keep doing that. It doesn't have yes. to be a conversation. It makes me think on a comment on our previous podcast when we spoke about female orgasm. I don't know if you picked up on it some beware. Apparently where yes. a guy <laughs> commented, why do women moan so much? We don't want to hear it. Huh. No, I, I have to be honest. For me, <laughs> no, no, it's the course. worst possible mm, sound. You're not hearing the right things. Okay, but you know what? Sometimes okay, it's so involuntary, hey? I'm just saying, moaning sometimes or sounds is involuntary for a woman. Yeah, but not that one. <laughs> Sorry, my only experience is that from straight porn, and you know, in fact, it, it, it just. Can I just say one off. last thing because I know our time is running out. Sex is a basket of acts and urges. Eroticism is a bucket list of hopes, fears, expectations, and struggles. I love that, Elise. Say that again. So sex is a basket of acts and urges. Eroticism 
is a bucket list, my bucket list, of hopes, fears, expectations, and struggles. I like that. You know what? If 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 the only thing I think that we got across in this conversation was acknowledge to yourself what you like. Um, experience it either by yourself um, or with a partner. Um, it's it's the best thing. That you can do It releases stress It soothes It excites It makes you imagine um, Be free Be liberated Elise uh, On real health um, um, Almost a year ago We said that um, We're bringing about A new sexual revolution Um be true to yourself um, Experience in yourself um, Acknowledge that And don't be ashamed I'd like, to, I'd like to offer a free pass A get out of jail free card To everyone First do no harm So as long as we are not affecting someone else Just free pass Try everything. Focus on Satisfy yourself, whether it's alone, with a partner. As long as you're not harming anyone else, as long as the space does not affect someone else, have at it, man. Yeah, uh, I agree. I like that. And remember, uh. the last orgasm is foreplay for the next one. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is been a fascinating discussion we'll pick up on on these topics again join us next week uh yvonne uh, thank you elise uh, thank always you, a pleasure since your first show how was that for you <laughs> was it was it as good for you as for me <laughs> <laughs> is this the part where i lie about the whole experience <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> okay, so um, if you want to learn more, go to um, our website or go to Cliff Central. You will find us at www.theclinic.com. And if you uh, want to contact us directly, Alice will field your call. The number is 010-824-1393 for sessions with Yvonne on neurotherapy, autism, etc., etc. You can get hold of us um, and her on that number. She's also on the T-Clinic website. Um, Till next week, have a great week and um, have fun. This has been the T-Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven-Smith, sponsored by the T-Clinic. For more information, contact admin at the T-Clinic.com.